Welcome to the Gridiron Crew. I'm your host, Keith McGinty, and we are the crew, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening, and for the first time ever, you're going to be watching the preview crew. And as I said, I am your host, Keith McGinty. This week, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members to look ahead to week 18, starting with Craig Smith. Craig, how are we tonight, pal? How are you doing, Keith? I'm good, mate. Yeah, not too bad at all. So, first couple of days back at work, which is always a bit of a shocker after the, the Christmas holidays. But uh, yeah, just getting back at the swing of things. Um, but yeah, looking forward to talking about the uh, the playoff uh, picture, what's going to be happening this weekend. There's, yeah, it's been a bit of a remarkable week as far as the NFL's been concerned. So yeah, plenty to talk about tonight. But yeah, looking forward to chatting to you boys, as always. It really has. If they had scripted this by uh, Hollywood writers the, this season so far. I don't think they, it would have been tossed out for being absolutely surreal, but it's certainly been great entertainment. It's It's been emotional as well, and we'll definitely dive into that a wee bit later on. I'm also joined by Liam. Liam, how are you this evening? I'm well, thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. Um, you have a good Christmas, good New Year. First, I've had a chance to speak to you, buddy. It's been, uh, well, I was slightly into camera we had a, 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 a lovely sickness plug going around our house. That was a joy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, except from that, no, can't, can't complain that much. So, Santa, Santa was good as all, so. Certainly was. And the Packers did well last weekend as well, but this is the key group, Craig. We're not allowed to talk about that, aren't we? Not? Well, we're, not, we're not talking about the, the Vikes-Packers uh, game at all. And, and Liam's certainly not going to mention I'm going to rent to Liam's house tomorrow and we're not going to talk about it there either. So, it's fine. <laughs> we're looking forward, looking ahead. One man who is looking ahead with the hope and anticipation after that season, it's kind of not been going anywhere really, is uh, Scott Hoggles. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm good, mate. Recovered for New Year's. Um, apologies, I wasn't on on Monday, Tuesday. I, all, all the days are mixed up. But <laughs> no, I for one don't remember a game last Sunday, Craig, so you're fine. <laughs> I have no I was, recollection of that game. I was, I was in the same room as you over New Year, and you you were in magnificent form, mate. Your your karaoke skills were were sublime. I was no mic <laughs> with, with no mic and no top. But I mean, that's that's just scud. That's a look. Say something. If this uh, this podcast ever gets sponsored by Jack Daniels, we'd go be in trouble. By the way, we're going to start this show with our kickoff question. And as we said earlier, it's been a, a bit of a harrowing week in the NFL. Um, some have stayed up quite late to watch the the match between the Bills and the Bengals. And what happened to Damar Hamlin was, was quite horrific. The Bills tweeted earlier that Damar Hamlin opened his eyes last night and was responsive. I think he said the first thing that um, he asked, he couldn't actually speak, so he wrote it down. And the first thing he asked was, did we win? Um, the doctors replied, you won at the game of life, um, which is the most important thing. It was really unsettling to watch live. Um, well, we've got a newborn, so we were up quite late um, feeding him, and it was a great excuse for me to, to watch a wee bit of the NFL as well. So my wife was actually sitting watching it with us, and it was strange. It was strange. It was um, how quickly you could tell that it something serious had happened and how the atmosphere and the, the mood actually changed in the pitch and in the stadium there it was it was quite surreal I think because we are soccer football fans um, it's weird I think because it's such a, a well played game our football that we've seen things like this happen thinking back to the was it the Euros um, with yeah, Christian Erickson yeah. so but that's not the first example I thought I can think back um, there was the Paolo Lanciarte, is that right? It passed away on the, the, the pitch as well. There's been several players that, that these sort of things have happened to. When listening to the commentators describe it, how they had never seen them like this before, and I'm relatively new to the NFL, just past couple of seasons, I've really been getting back into it. I find that a wee bit hard to believe that nothing like this has ever happened before. You guys, I don't think any of you were up to, to watch the game, but Reading back over the tweets and the messages in our WhatsApp group from the few of us that were watching it, and the highlights that you'd have seen, and the, the commentary and the coverage the, the next few days, Craig, what was it you took from it? How 
how did you feel even watching back think, on it that wee bit later on? I think just in the immediate kind of aftermath, it, you know, everyone was just, I think, taken aback by the response of of the whole NFL, you know, the, the whole community, the fans, the players, all the organisations, everybody rallying behind Demar Hanlon, the, the the Buffalo Bills organisation, you know, everybody just sending their, you know, love and support to him. And, you know, the one thing, you know, that's come out over the, you know, like you were saying, over the past few hours, you know, some positive news about him asking the outcome of the game, you know, obviously wishing him every, you know, every well wish we could possibly send to the guy. I mean, it's fantastic to hear that he is, um, say, alert and, and and speaking to them. Um, but, you know, as far as MVPs go, just the whole, the first responders that were, you know, there in the field doing their thing, um, everybody involved, you know, take my hat off to all of them. So hopefully, as I say, fingers crossed, you know, we're all hoping he, he continues to make a full recovery. But for me, the, the one big positive take out of it was just like how, how amazing, like, the NFL community is, like all the fans, um, you know, rallying outside the hospital, you know, even at the stadium, like I say, it was a somber atmosphere, but just like Bengals fans, Bills fans, all, you know, really pulling together, you know, supporting each other. And um, that that was brilliant to see. And that's that's always been the brilliant thing about the NFL. You know, when you go and watch a game, you know, as a neutral fan and you're traveling to another stadium, it's not like football here, but it's like home and away supporters in different stands and everything else. You, you look at the stands in an NFL game, it's all mixed together. And, you know, most of the time, you you know that's that's the the way it should be. You know, fans all just going there to enjoy a game, and you know it's, it's dreadful that they went to to go and enjoy a game and and to see that 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 happen. Um, nobody wants to see that. But um, as I say, the one positive thing that did come out of it, I say, was just how much the whole NFL community came together. I thought it was absolutely brilliant that the, the money that they've raised for um, Demar Hamlin's foundation as well, absolutely unbelievable. You know ex-players, um, organisations all putting in, you know, donations to to help uh, kids in need in his community. So, no, brilliant to see. And like I say, just wish him all the best, really. Last time that I heard was it was over $7 million had been raised. They've Aye. been only looking to raise a couple of thousand for these these children. It's, it's remarkable how something good has come out of this. Someone, I agree with you, that someone that the people should be rewarded uh, for this is definitely the... The EMPs, I think, that they call it over there. Oh, uh, yeah. People who worked so quickly to make sure that the oxygen was still getting to his brain, that he is able to then come back and first thing he's asking is, uh, did we win the game? Scott, <laughs> no. I've not actually asked the, 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 the kickoff question yet. Um, the kickoff question was, do you think that the league reacted appropriately at the time? And what would you like to see them do with the unfinished match? So, um, watching the game the other night, just to give you a wee bit of thing, it was about 45 minutes after he went down. I think he went down maybe about 5 to 3 in the morning, something like that, and it was about half past 3, quarter to um, 4, before the game was then called off. The teams had been taken off the field. Initially, there was talk on the, the pitch and through the commentary saying that the, when he was getting lifted off and the, the, the ambulance was actually leaving the field, the teams were getting five minutes to warm back up again. You could see people were distraught on the pitch. And it was great to actually see tough guys not hiding their emotions. It was people openly crying. But there was a sense that this is what people do. This is how you react to such a horrific event. Do you think that 45 minutes was maybe a wee bit too long before that they called the game off? Or do you actually think that the teams worked really, really well together for that? What do you think? No, I think they definitely. No, sorry, I, I definitely think they did. You couldn't have replayed that from what the team went through for that forty-five minutes. There's no chance. I didn't agree. I'm sure the Ericsson game they let the team played on, and I, I I thought that was wrong at the time. To me, they should have stopped it there and then. And I think then if they have done the right thing, um, yeah. you couldn't have go through any more than that with the guys. Forty-five minutes. You've seen some of your brother, your pal, your friend lying down there receiving CPR, you couldn't have complained on after that. And I think some of the players and the coaches were away up to him in the hospital straight away, so they were going no matter what. So they, they, I think the Bills would have refused to play, to be honest with you. So I think the NFL done the right thing. As to what to do with the game now, I don't know. How can you play that after all the Week 18 games are done? It's just, 
I think we might have to wait and see if it's got any implications for the number one seed play this week, see what happens, how the standings are, and if it's necessary, we might need to play it. But how you play it, I don't know. It's I think that's what the solution. I think that's what they're hoping for. Is it uh, is it the Eagles that could punch the the overall number one seed this weekend? So if they were to do that, kind of takes it out of the league's hands, which would be yeah. good for them. Um, I thought that's the wrong side of the ball. What's that, buddy? The Eagles of the rank division, mate. Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor, I thought the leadership that they showed on the field the other night was absolutely incredible, Liam. And it was it was great to see that sense between them that they knew that this was something that was, that was quite horrific and it affected players from both teams. They... Totally. They were, they were going up against each other, they wanted to beat each other, but they also knew that that was a, a, something that transcended the football. Liam, are you happy with the, how it went down and the the way that they're demonstrating to the wider um, community, the wider world, just how some things are more important than the football? And I, I, I know we all get totally wrapped up in it. We want to see our teams win, we want to see our teams punch that number one spot. We were looking forward to an incredible game. It started off quite well. But I thought, myself, for those 45 minutes, there was a vacuum, but you could tell that people were working in the background, but they were doing it with compassion, which was great to see. What do you think, Liam? How, did, how should it be sorted out? No, well, I was going to kind of it. I'm not quite sure how you, what you do if, if you do do anything. I suppose also the other point is even this week, like the Bills team, how are they going to play this weekend? You think yeah. obviously I know it's good positive news coming out today that things are hopefully go trending up in the good the right direction for the Mahamlin, but seems still um you know to go through that on the field and watch that because obviously as you, as was pictures you see them all all around like I suppose kind of, I suppose that just brings you back memories as we talked talked about the Euros of the Denmark mm-hmm. team doing the same thing around the Ericsson. Um yeah. like I don't know how you can you know. It's hard to put yourself in that situation. How you how you're going to react to that, you know? Um, and you kind of talked to you know touched on the obviously the head coaches there, you know, they obviously they're going to have leadership skills. They've got to have as a, as a head coach. But I think I think what the, how they've reacted is kind of just shows you what kind of people they are, I suppose as well. How they've kind of how they dealt with that, you know. Obviously, after he was off the field, and obviously I wasn't up for it, but you saw. At the pictures I saw, obviously saw McDermott, you know, afterwards getting the whole team that were, you know, there together, you know, to crowd around, you know, and I think obviously, I think they said a prayer or whatever, you know, and they, you know, like, and, and chat, you know, and spoke, you know, and, and to, to do that, you, you know, even as a head coach, as a person, to just to have, what was it, how many players on that NFL team, all the backroom staff, everyone around to try and galvanise whatever he said. I'm sure, I, well, I don't think we need to know what he said, but, you know, to be able to react like that, I think just... In, that's probably the same for Zach Taylor. I think there's been something he's he's come out, you know, in the press conference since, you know, and said, you know, you know, and he's, you know, I think one thing that I saw a wee bit in the kind of media, uh, sorry, social media things is like the whole T Higgins side, which I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the horrible, that's the horrible yeah, side of it. You know, horrible yeah. side. How can I was just going to bring that up to you then? Yeah. That is something that it, it seems to be that there's this blame culture that they have to have someone yeah. who's done like, wrong there. Like if someone, if you, if you run it, someone they're going to try and take you out. You've got to protect yourself. That head, I don't think it came down more than anybody nope. else would have done. No, it didn't let let me show that. It's, it's not, it's not in Higgins at all. Not in Higgins the, whatsoever. I but the families, the um, the boys' families come out and say that the Higgins is yeah, not responsible so, for that yeah. whatsoever. So yeah. they're just trying to shut up the naysayers that are just trying to cause a stir on Twitter, YouTube, whatever they're on it. They're just that. That doesn't play. The uh, poor guy's going through enough. You know, he's he's had. Aye, I totally agree. Higgins is going through enough at the moment. You know, to 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 see that happen after making that tackle, and I say it's 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 football, and it was it was an honest tackle. Um, and I say just for for people to just like you say jump in this bandwagon of you know pointing fingers at anybody is just uh, there's there's absolutely no need for it whatsoever um, and, I, and I do feel for, for Higgins as well and I hope he's alright 
because he'll mm-hmm. be going through a horrible time as well, no doubt about it. But apparently, I was listening to another pod earlier, and basically the next day leaving the hotel, he was Higgins with his mum, and he'll, the boy looked distraught by all accounts. Aye. It was a reporter that's over in um, Cincinnati watching the hospital, and he said he looked absolutely looked distraught. He's blaming himself as it is, isn't he? Does he just on Twitter saying exactly. blaming him as well? Because he's uh, got to feel bad enough. There's going to be it's weird, there's going to be some sort of post traumatic stress that's going to come from this. Where people are going to be, he's got to second guess himself every time he goes for a tackle. Is he going to do harm to someone? When this really is a one in a million or one in a billion type of incident where the heart, by all things from what some doctors that I've seen on Twitter describing what could have happened, the impact at that point is the heart had to be in such a, a state where it was just at a certain point of beating for it to, to stop like that. We don't know if the guy's got underlying health um, issues, that could be a, a part of it as well, but I think what we're looking for is a wee bit of care for the person that happened to, uh, Dr. Mark, and also for P. Higgins as well. There's care for the players who witnessed it as well. Uh, the league came out and said that there's um, counselling available for all of them, and I thought it was quite good to see that people are, are, are shown that it's tough guys, big tough guys that people look up to. These are the, the modern heroes of our, 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 our sporting world, of our lives. These are the giants of the game. It's all right for them to go and tell somebody, actually that affected me. I feel really, really sad. I feel a bit guilty. I feel horrible inside. I can't stop crying because of this. It's good that they're able to get in touch with their emotions and talk about it that way. But, listen, fantastic. I thought for how long it took, we don't know everything that was happening in the background, no doubt. Uh, the commissioner was getting in touch with the, the head on the, the commentary saying that he spoke to both head coaches. I think that 45 minute void for people watching it was quite a long time. Certainly, it seemed a long time for the people trying to uh, commentate on it because it just kept going to the adverts every couple of minutes, which was just weird. Um, but it sounds as if there was great work and synergy in the background where they were able to, to deal with this and think, come up with. Thankfully, the right solution to it, in which was to postpone the game, and they didn't need to get played on. Fantastic, guys! That was really good. Um, any other wee points on that you want to, to make? I was just no, going to say. The only thing I was going to say is, and I've talked about the the responders. You know, you know, hats off to them. Hats off to them. But I suppose it just goes oh, to show, absolutely. like, all the benefit of like learning how to do CPR. Um, absolutely. You know. There's courses you can go on, free things you can get, like the Association Council and things like that, you know, just things you can do as a, a Joe Bloggs person. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've been lucky enough in my, my, my day-to-day job to have the opportunity to do training courses. Never, Thankfully, never had to use it, but I don't know how I'd, how I'd react in any sort of situation. But I suppose at least you've got a wee bit of semblance of to be able to, to try and help. Um, you know. Suppose they, they, they train for this once a season, and this again, this is something like we said, they've never happened before. But the fact that they were just able to just click into the reaction mode and get everything yeah. underway, and they just saved somebody's life. It's a truly magical thing. So we, we are going to move on now to our main meat of the, the podcast this week. We're going to look at the, the playoff contenders and how this final week of the NFL can shape the wild card. Um, for the postseason, let's how about we start with the the AFC? You know how I'm dead good with my my conferences. The AFC, <laughs> uh, googling AFC, <laughs> who AFC. plays in it? So the Eagles. <laughs> uh, first up, then let's have a wee look at uh, the Tennessee Titans. Um, they're at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars there, I can't say that. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. <laughs> uh, Jaguars are just out there in the, the playoff position. Depends how other results go, whether they stay there. Um, Titans have a chance. They have a chance, but they would need quite a few results to go their way for them to, to sneak in. This is, this is brilliant. This is just absolutely terrific TV. It's going to be this weekend when we get to watch all these games and so late in the season, there's so many teams where they've got plenty to play for, they've got plenty to go for. How do we think this game's going to go then? Craig, I'll start with yourself. Um, yeah. Do you think, do you think the, the Jags have got enough? Have they started to click at the right time? 
Well, do you know, like, as you were saying, this is this is the big the big finale, the big the big AFC South showdown, and it's it's going to be an absolute cracker. Really looking forward to to seeing how this game pans out. Um, good news from the Titans' point of view, it looks like Derek Henry, you know, is going to be fit and healthy and back, but he's been having a wee wee case of the butterfingers lately. Costly fumbles have been costing the the Titans, and uh, you know, this game they cannot afford any more slip ups. They need Derek Henry and he's he's been interviewed this week saying he's been you know practicing hold the ball hold it high keep you know protect the football he's he's got to be at his absolute best um if if King Derek you know can help possibly lift the Titans back to the top of the AFC South I don't know if it's if it's going to be possible because saying the Jags are rolling they're the informed team they're four wins on the bounce they're absolutely the ones with the momentum here. But again, like the Titans, they've been making sure that they've got Henry back fit for this game because they know that he is the, the main man as far as, as they're concerned. Um, but, you know, the last time they meet, Jags beat the Titans back in December, 36-22. For me, I fancy the Jags to do it again. I think that, like I said, they're the, they're the team with the momentum here. There's a bit of a feel-good factor about the Jaggers. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, that it's it's going to come down to that basically. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going for a, a Jags win against the Titans in this game. And Pete, as you said, after the last meeting on the 10th of December, is it going to be all King Henry's way? He's got 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns for the season. Or, Scott, is it going to be the, the, the newcomer, the young upstart himself, uh, Etienne, that's going to do it? He's got uh, 1,100 yards. He only got the five touchdowns, but he seems to be really turning into a bit of a star for the, the Jags this season. Is yeah, he going to be able to dent what King Henry can do? He's not, no one can do what King Henry can do, to be honest with you. But, um, no, he's going to be... He's a, he did a slow start to the season, so for him up for 1,100-odd yards just now is good going, especially with a team who took a while to find themselves in the Jags. Yeah. Um, so... I do think he'll probably have the better game because I think the Titans are just, I don't know a clue what's happening with them. They're just going one way and it's not up, that's for sure. Um, and I, I don't even know. I've got, I lost a week of football, um, but I'm not even sure. Is Tannehill fit? Is he still no, on the it's team? Josh, Joshua Dobbs. So you've gone in there. So I honestly, it's Jacksonville's to lose, in my honest opinion. You've got Etienne, you've got Lawrence, you've got all the weapons they've got. I can't see them not winning, to be honest with you. And it's it's in their own hands. They win it, they've booked it, they're in, and they deserve it. From that should have been a quite a fun they've been like the AFC's in it um Detroit. They've been good to watch yeah. this season. So I would like to see them make it in because I think they're a good team to watch at the moment. It would make it interesting. Morris certainly has come on to a game past couple of weeks with the they've seen um what a leader it could be that somebody's picks that he's thrown as well has been absolutely terrific. Is there a way that you can see the the Titans Liam making which I think it's fair to say would be an upset um on Sunday? It's a kind of strange position to be in, I suppose you wouldn't have said that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Titans were mm-hmm. just sitting pretty just kinda of plodding along, weren't they? But Jaggers have sneaked back up in there. Um I just say I think it just comes in t- when you look at as kind of Scud alluded to, if you look across the board, their kind of skill positions it, you kind of feel it comes into Henry for the Titans, you know, their wide receiver core. Okay, they've got Bur- the kind of rookie Burks there, who's been doing all right, but he's been kind of in and out, injured, on and off a bit, isn't he, as well this season? So, yeah. And then obviously, you know, you obviously lost lost Tannehill. Also, um, Dobbs did seem to do all right last, from what I saw of it last week, did all right. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just whether if you can stop Henry, if the Jags can stop Henry, then I think they're. I'm kind of, kind of shooting to win it, to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to it, I think myself. We all agree then that we think that it'll be the, the Jags that are going to go through on this one. Will that be enough to take them through to the, the wild card? Uh, absolutely. What could possibly go wrong? We're all back in the Jags <laughs> yep, to yep. beat the Titans. Always, always goes so well. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything I've learned right from doing this pod over the past few weeks is... There's no such thing as a shooting. Whenever we <laughs> predict something to absolutely happen, there's a very good chance that it would. <laughs> so <laughs> take from that what you will. <laughs> That's the late game on Saturday night. 
um, going into Sunday morning as well. So the implications from that game for the teams that are going to be playing Sunday night for us, they'll be really interesting as well. I'm looking forward to that good doubleheader that we've got on um, Saturday night. The first game, of course, being the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders at half past nine. So that'll be certainly one to, to watch. But the, the next one in the AFC that we're going to look at then will be the Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Bills, as we said already, they've got their, their spot. It'll be interesting. We heard that the, the team trained today, but how are they going to be uh, mentally for this game? Are they going to be prepared for this? Is this something that um, the Pats are going to be able to play upon, where they can they can play their game, they can grind it down, and and uh, maybe sneak a, a wee win there. Uh, Liam, what I'll come to you for the, the start of this one. Then, who are you looking forward to seeing? Who do you think the big matchups in between the two teams this week will be? I suppose it's just it's just comes down to the, the Pats' de- defense. I think I think you know obviously they've they've shown up and had their Good old pick sixes, quite a few of them now. Was another one last weekend, yep. I'm sure, was it not? Um, so seven, seven, tell me. Um, <laughs> and I suppose for all their, all their feelings on offense, or what seems to be feelings of Matt Jones kind of plodding on, seem to be you leave Macaulay shut up, <laughs> doing, doing all right then, Scott. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, shall I? <laughs> um, yeah, as you see, who's what kind of Bills team is going to is, is going to be going to be able to go out there and perform you know as much as what they've gone through is, as we talked about earlier you know could gal- you know could galvanize the whole team together you know the whole brotherhood sort of thing and that side of things as well you know sp- you know just spur each other on to to perform for that one of our players to you know as well sort of thing so it'll definitely be an interesting an interesting watch um watching the the game the other night with the Bengals after the incident that happened with Demar uh, Scott was how it seemed to affect Josh Allen. It, it just looked totally dazed. I'll be really interested to see how he responds to the game um, on Sunday um, and how he'll be able to... I'm sure this guy is a laser-focused. He's an incredible athlete and he seems like a great leader. I think this will be a game where he'll be wanting to go out and win and win convincingly. For tomorrow, I'm actually a wee bit worried for your your parts. Are you the same, even with that incredible uh, defense that you've got? Oh, hands down, they're, they're a good team. Um, I'm not going to lie about that, but I think they can go one of two ways. You can be shook up about it and just not come out, but I think it'll go the other way with a rally round, they'll win it for them. Um, yeah. and they'll go with that mentality with that with how they're going to attack the game, which means it's going to be scary for us. Um. I mean, we need to approach it like a normal game. We can't go into it thinking of anything like that. We need to, unfortunately, it's, just, it's not like a business at the end of the day. They don't need to go at it as a game, but you've got to be, it's almost like a wounded animal. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be getting them from that. So it's just going to be, see how we can take it from there. But I, I really don't, I want us to win, but I don't want us to go to the playoffs. Is that bad? Enough's <laughs> 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 um, enough. I just want the season done in a bad way, but um, but no, see, we've been limping along, and we're not, we're not going. To, we're not a fun team to watch. I'm aware of that. They're my team, and I'll always watch them. But you see, when you see teams like the Jags starting going, they're much more fun to watch than the Patriots. But a frustrating team to watch, aren't they? That's that's like that's the biggest thing you've got to say as a as a Patriots fan this year. They they are a frustrating team to watch and you can see that frustration in Mac Jones you can see it in the mm-hmm. sidelines um but I say that the numbers don't lie and in the past they've, they've shown absolutely no evidence of any kind of like passing offense that's going to terrify a secondary you know you look mm-hmm. at you look at the players in the Pats teams and, and the numbers they're putting up you know look at like Jacoby Myers or, or Tycoon Thornton Kendrick Bourne Devontae Parker even Nelson Aguilar like none of these guys are putting up the kind of that's, that's not their fault. No, no, it's, 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 I know that. I know that. <laughs> but this is absolutely. I say this isn't on the players. We we know that this is on the play calling. Like I say, the, the, there's a number of issues, but we've talked about it in previous pods. Like 
something needs to be done about that. Bill, Bill's got to get got to get the finger out, and he's got to get rid of like Patricia and, and, and all the guys that are like causing these issues. Because if they can pull it together in the off season, they can you know draft well. Then there's no reason why the Patriots can't get back into contention. The only thing they can do in this game, the only thing they could do is give Ramondre Stevenson the ball, give him a lot of the football. But he's struggling with fitness tonight, he, mate. He is, he is. But that's he, that that's. That's the only thing they could possibly do, and I don't think that's going to be enough. Like, I, I genuinely think the Bills, it's in Buffalo, you've got the, the home crowd, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be an emotional game, mm-hmm. um, and they are probably going to take you know, all of that incentive from everything, that you know, all that horrific stuff that happened at the weekend. They are going to rally around, and you, you know, Who's not? Who's not a Bills fan this week? I think even, I even Scud is in the Bills <laughs> mafia this weekend. Come on, Scuds! You know, it's you know, it makes sense. I slated, I slated the Patriots there, but the only other option to come in the thing we has the Steelers, which hell no, they're even worse. <laughs> the Dolphins, but the Dolphins without a tour is basically like a dolphin with a tail cut off. It doesn't go anywhere. With it, with yeah, it. Uh, They've not even got Teddy this week. Like they are, so, they are properly struggling. I don't. If you're going to take, there's, there's, there's going to be one bad team coming for the AFC into the playoffs, and oh, I may as well be the parts a bit, a bit more with us. But if, if the Steelers get, then? if the Steelers get beat and Miami get beat and we get beat, we still go through. Yep. So we could what, lose and that? still go. Bill's mafia stud. Come on, can we like chuck you through a table or something? Come on, let's do it. <laughs> How, um, one thing I wanted to ask you was um, about is it Matt Patricia? Is that a blind spot from Bill Belichick, or is he would that be something that would maybe look to replace him in the oh, postseason? It better be. Um, thought about Bill O'Brien coming back for college, so they thought about the X, Y, and Z. It maybe it's a bit old pals trying to give him something, but. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's more that rather than been him being arrogant and pig-headed and just want to go with it his way and that's it because that wouldn't be a good thing for the the club. We need the, t- the football team going the right way and Matt Patricia caught on Joe Judge and anywhere need play calling is nowhere near it. Um, you, mentioned Sorry, the, you mentioned the, the, the Dolphins and they are at home to the New York Jets this weekend. As you said, they've got quarterback issues, no tour. Um, I don't think he's been ruled out completely for the game this weekend, has he? Yes. Um, yeah. He has. He's ruled out. Yeah. No, no tour. Yeah. Teddy Highly likely no Teddy. Skylar Thompson, isn't it? Skylar I mean, Thompson time. Yeah. Woohoo! Thompson again. Um, for my fantasy team this year, I had I went all in on tour, and so much so that when he got injured, I got Teddy in. And uh, that game earlier in the season, both of them got concussion and uh, I was down to no quarterback. I didn't even have uh, Skyler on there. So I really need to travel up next time. Um, this is a like six or seven game losing streak that the Dolphins are, are on just now. No Are one, able to shake uh, it off? What was that, sorry? I thought they were just dead one a game in between all that, but they're in a massive like, the last seven games. I've not won many. Oh, absolute slump. Just now, um, five game losing streak you, at the moment. Five game it is. Yeah, it's um, it's went wrong at the wrong time of the season for them. A couple of wins here, they've been sitting pretty, but it just seems to the, the concussions to tour have really, really played a massive part in that for them. But the, the offense have just looked slowed down. Um, for being so hot early on in the season and everybody um, applauding them and um. And how well that they were doing and hoping for big things. At one point, I was thinking that they had a chance of going to the Super Bowl, but very, very early on in uh, McDaniel's um, career with them and the team that he's building, but I like the the mentality that he's instilling in the team. I'm looking forward to season two with them, see how they, they progress, if they're going to be able to get a better uh, uh, D this this close season if they're going to be able to work on that because the offense is, is pretty good they just need to keep their quarterback <laughs> they just need to be not on a bench or on IR or, padding in his helmet yeah. double, double, uh, Aye, that cotton ball on each side 
Aye, mind, mind the big like polystyrene helmets you got when you were a you were a kid. So I, I mind having one of them like when I got my BMX when I was like you know eight or something. Give two of one of them, like big massive one. <laughs> Is that not what they've been working? The ones that they use in training that's to, to help with all that. They should just be grind that out with special for him. Give, give him like a, a, big, a big Rick Moranis one like from Spaceballs. Give him one of them. That'd be awesome. Like just just two are like cutting about. Like try to chuck the ball, ball on it's late in the season and they're going to do it this weekend against the, the Jets and that incredible D uh, that we've seen from them this season they must be disappointed to be out of the picture so, so early on what do you think Liam? I suppose it's again it depends talking about a team that's kind of gone the wrong way later in the season the Jets the same you know have they got I don't know even Mike White is to see fit I'm not sure um, for this one so I suppose it turns, depends what kind of jets turn up. Uh, Bring back I, Zach Wilson. Bring back Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, as you say, their D, their D this season has been, can't really say against them. They really is well, the jets. Um, but it's the other side of the ball. And then, as you say, if they're out of contention, are they, are they going to be playing all their starters or what starters they have, etc.? Well, you know. well, one one wee nugget of information, and we were just talking about this earlier on. You see, the Jets are out of contention, right? I read it? this earlier on. It's it's a long not shot, not right? <laughs> and 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 it all depends on what the NFL decides to do as a result of the Bills Bengals game. If they opted to add an eighth playoff team to each conference, and the Jets beat the Dolphins. The Browns beat the Steelers and the Jags beat the Titans. There it's is a, a chance. It, it is. It's like I mean, it's like million to one shot here. But I'm giving Pat some hope here. Like Pat, there's still a chance. It might happen. Um, but yeah, that's that is the only. The Steelers have still got a better record than them. <laughs> I, I read it on the internet and like we oh, said, I'm going to believe it, right? <laughs> if somebody, if somebody, if a Jets fan somewhere has gone to that <laughs> to find out, is it possible that we might still make the playoffs? I'm going to choose to believe it. So there you go. Mike White is uh, down in some space fight for this weekend. Um, he's had that, that rib injury that's kept him out. Um, he was LP for today. We'll see how he is for tomorrow, whether he managed to get the start. But um, Zach Robson's been doing very <laughs> doing great there anyway, so we're happy for him to play him. I'm hopeful for the, the Dolphins. I'd, I'd like to see them come through, but I think for all these teams that we've been talking about, I don't see them going really, really deep into the postseason. Uh, Jags, Pats, Dolphins, whoever it would be, they are one and done really, wouldn't it? I'd say so. The, the Dolphins are a bit of hard luck story, really. I'd say the two injury that that's really derailed them. And they, they were like at the beginning of the season, um, up until midway, they were one of the most fun teams to watch, one of the, the, the highest scoring teams. Brilliant, but as, as you said, Keith, maybe at the end of this season, you know, they, they, they work in the defensive side of things. Um, and and yeah, re, regroup for next season because you know, er, earlier on the season, they, they stood a really, really good shot in the AFC East. Um, but now, like, passive bounce back, they're, they're sitting 8 and 8 as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd say that the, the Dolphins, in terms of the, the you know, I'd say they're in a slightly better place overall than the Pats, just purely because like the, the Pats have got coaching issues. But I think that the Dolphins, in terms of like big game players that they've got offensively, probably have a little bit more. I think that'd be probably fair to say. So with limited coaching, yeah, we've got, exactly. Time will tell, and time the limited will. players compared to what they've got, we've still managed to get the same record so far and pump them twice, uh, beat them once. So <laughs> you, you, you did, and and that yeah, that's that is very true. That is very true. Um, but yeah, that's it. if the Dolphins can stay, you know, if, if particularly if Tua can stay injury free. Um, and they can build around that, then yeah, they say they're a good fun team to watch, and uh, I, I hope that that will continue next season. The other two teams that are playing is the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have a chance. Um, I'm not really, they're eight and eight just now. I'm, I'm just um, impressed that Mike Thomas I, nearly going to have his, his, his non losing season again. Yeah. They need, nearly, they need the nearly. Bills. Yeah, they need the Bills to beat the Pats, and they need New York to beat Miami, um, and also they, they need to win their game, obviously as well, <laughs> if they're going to stand a chance. You know, 
Um, but yeah, they, they do have a chance, a 16% chance, uh, if you want if you want to put a rough number on it. <laughs> they beat the Ravens last week. They have, uh, last time they played the, the Browns, they were actually beaten by the Browns 29-17. So, we got an event maybe they did there. This um, is the Browns Super Bowl. Until until they're losing loads and then they go, Oh, we'll just pull all our starters. It's all right, we're just, <laughs> we're just gonna pull out, pull out. <laughs> yeah, if they um, stand any chance of putting the Steelers out, they are gonna do everything they possibly can to do so. I we, we think it is just a, a game that I think it, it, it's always a, a, an interesting spectacle between these two teams who don't like each other. Just looking forward to, to seeing the, the battle commence between the two. And hopefully there's plenty of QB sacks for the for the Steelers on the Browns. Correct. Um <laughs> they, they, they showed some signs of life last week. I mean, from, from Brian's point of view, a resident Browns fan, you know, yeah. they they're they're one and oh in twenty twenty three, Brian. Did they win? Yeah, yeah, they won last week. Yeah. Beat, beat the commanders last week. So yes, yeah, so yeah, 100%. 100%. 100% But But Brian said this in the previous pod as well. He said it pre-Christmas about how the Browns should be handing the ball to St. Nicholas Chubb. And what did they do? They gave the ball to St. Nicholas Chubb. And ho, 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 he was brilliant. So if they can keep doing that, you know, St. Nick... He he's the he's basically you know he's the main man. We all know that as far as the the Cleveland Browns are concerned, and it's conflicting because I love to see Chubb doing well just as much as I love to see their quarterback getting sacked. So it's a, it's a conflicting situation. <laughs> I you know uh, whether whether the Steelers or the, or the Browns who, who's going to win this game? I, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a coin toss to be honest. Um, I I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really call for certain who's going to who's going to come out on top of this one, but. Like you said, it's the Brown Super Bowl. They've not got a chance, but they still want to be the Steelers. The Steelers, there's a very slim chance they might possibly if other results go their way, but eh. Hmm. There's a better chance of them getting in than the Jets, and you gave them a chance, so... So there's um, there's two places um, left in the AFC. Who are we giving them to then, Craig? Who's your your two spots going to? Oh, the AFC, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Who's, who's going to possibly sneak in? Broncos impersonation there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I let's ride. Just... Yeah, Broncos country. <laughs> let's ride. God, uh, I, I honestly, I mean, the Pats possibly. I mean, just to, like you said, Scudbo, Like, if they do go in, it's basically the cannon fodder. Um, and then depending on what happens in the AFC South between the you know the Jags and the Titans game, I want to see the Jags um, going through. Personally, I just think they'll be great fun to watch in the playoffs. But yeah, so so all if spots and newbies. So who are you picking then? I know Jags. <laughs> There's two Jags teams. and uh, Jags and uh, I'm trying to think what the scenario would be then if uh, if Jags it's, win, so Titans Jags. lose, therefore they stay, they'd go seven and ten. So if King and Patriots are going to get beat and the Dolphins are going to win, the Dolphins are through. Oh, the Dol- Dolphins are struggling. That's what I mean. I think I think the Pats could end up squeezing through just because say that the Dolphins are see they're down to their third string quarterback. So. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of struggle. So yeah, I think Pats could possibly sneak in, but then yeah, Karen Fodder after that. Sorry, Scud. Sorry, Danny. You know what it would be after that? The typical Pats way of getting through. Just to, <laughs> just eat it out, just to inch by inch. Eh? Liam, who are you going for for this one then? I think I think I think the Steelers will sneak in. Sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> but, uh... I can actually hear Brian. <laughs> I just think. You know, <laughs> they always just seem to be there, there, thereabouts, don't they? No matter what, as I say, you wouldn't have said they would have a, an 8-8 record, record going into this week. Again, halfway through the season, up against the old rivals at home. Yep, I can see them sneaking in. Um, and I suppose the other one, as, as, again, if they can get healthy, it's always a fun team to watch, as we said, as the Dolphins. It'll be fun to see. No, it has to be Jags or... The thing may, by the way, has to be one. Titans or the Jags has to be at least one of them. Aye. Yeah. 
No, but they'll, 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 they'll,
So he's got a bit of incentive to go back. You know, he was with the, you know, he was he was in Seattle for like what ten years before they let him go. So he's going back there with certainly an incentive to put an end to the Seahawks' hopes um, of making the playoffs. So that's a wee interesting kind of side story as well to go with this game. Um, but yeah, well, well, will the Seahawks do it? Well, see, because because the games are in different times, we're not going to get that added wee spice of going right. back and forth the way we did, at the, you know, with the, the weekend's games there. So, I uh, a bit disappointing, but we shall we shall see. And Gino, we trust Kenneth Walker. Oh, Gino! I'm desperate to get that wee. Uh, we'll just, we'll just sing again. it. I just love my wee video. <laughs> oh, Gino! Um, Keith, Keith seeing that into an extra team for each division, mate, you'll be fine. <laughs> Here we go. You get a playoff spot. You get a playoff spot. Everybody gets a playoff spot. <laughs> um, and you know we trust but this guy right home. Let's let's look then uh, to the the prime time game um, Sunday evening. It'll be late into Sunday night, early Monday morning for us. But the one of the most entertaining teams of the season. It has to be the Detroit Lions travelling to Lambeau to play a resurgent Green Bay Packers team. Would you would you say that? You've got to be mm. hopeful now that it's going to I won't lie, I'm scared I'm scared to hope, to be honest with you still. Um, <laughs> after being after after being four and eight, um after the was after the Eagles game, um Oh, that's it. that's fine. I'm, I, I kind of accept. I've, I've come to accept it, and I don't really want to change my tune. I was like, fine, season's done. It's fine. Go to next year, and now, now look where we're at. So, but I'm, I'm scared to. I, just, I don't know. Scared to dream. Scared to dream. Um, but yeah, well, hey, last weekend, that wasn't too bad. Was it, Craig? Sorry, my my headphones went a bit crackly there, mate. Sorry, um, didn't didn't quite hear that. But sorry, you were you were saying something about yeah, yeah, just playing oh, last play, weekend. Yeah, playing last guitar weekend. in the end zone. Um, so um, so forty-one seventeen, forty-one Craig. That that must have been a bit yeah. Fine, if we're going to mention it, fine. Yes, the Packers beat us last week. Yes, it was an absolute disaster. Yes, we got pumped. Yes, Kirk was atrocious. Yes, Jefferson didn't have a good game either. <sighs> Aye, it was, it, was, it was awful. It was awful. And then and then the Packers put out this wee kind of cool Lego oh, highlights Lego. video, which was cool. I'm still not happy about it. I'm still like, it's, I'm spitting my dummy out. I'm I'm doing a Greg Joseph. I'm spitting my dummy out 61 yards. I'm no happy. Oh, look at this. Lego figure yeah, that was Aaron Rodgers just flapping cannons last week <laughs> for anyone watching the video. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, even last week though, our, our offense wasn't wasn't amazing. Yeah. We, we were just absolutely terrible. We couldn't put anything together. So, we, yeah, defensively, you guys were absolutely so, fair, that's what makes it interesting for this week because the lines have been, as you say, one of the, you know, they're in our division, they're a fun team to watch, they're entertaining. Putting up points, right, left, and center. Can can our offense keep up? I suppose is the big thing. I suppose is, is that our defense. Our defense totally get rid of. Uh, it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be in the coin flip. Um, I mean, I can honestly, I I want the Lions to win, and I've not got allegiances to any of that division. But just as a fan from the outside, I want to see the Lions win. But I've got a feeling if the Lions win, they're still not going to get through anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think Seahawks will have done enough earlier on the day that will take a wee bit of edge off for the Lions, but they'll probably want to finish strongly and show um, that they are somebody that's going to have to be reckoned with. You've got Amon Rassett Brown, uh, Jamal Williams. Uh, and uh, return, returning back to Jamal Williams, back to, back to Lambo. Yeah, yeah, Swift as well. He's looked good in the past couple of games as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I think. With the incentive there and what's at stake, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to drag the, the Packers through to this and take them to the, the postseason, which, as you said, near 4 and 8, it, it looked absolutely ridiculous. And the way that yep. the, he hadn't gelled with his, his new offense, and it looked as if it was going to be a totally forgettable season for the Packers, but he's really turned that around. And it'll be exciting to see. And he's one of the teams that 
even like when we're on four and eight like this whole happening about our defense and our coordinator you know all that you know what we were doing we've paper got an all right defense but we seem to have turned that around as well so it'll be interesting if we if we do get in i don't don't get me wrong i can see us going one, one and done quite easily but it'll be interesting you know if our defense can kind of keep us keep us in the, in the mix somehow yeah. so for the nfc who's, who's going through We've got one space in the NFC. Who's going through there? Craig, I'll come to you first of all. I, I said it last time I was in the pod. I, I think the Packers are going to sneak in. I think they. I think they are going to sneak in there. Oh, flipping cheese heads. Um, <laughs> but it's just, like I said, you never know. Like a few weeks ago, we were we were singing the praises of the Vikes, and they got absolutely destroyed by the Packers. So who's not to say that the Packers, if they make the playoffs, couldn't go on a wee run? You know, anything can happen. It's, it's any given Sunday, and they say it's teams getting hot at the right time. Forget about what happened at the start of the season. Forget that you were say four and eight. Doesn't matter if you get to the playoffs. It's all about moving forward from there. So, say if they're clicking at the right time, yeah, you never know. And it, and it pains me to say that. I mean, it, it really does. But I see. Can you think then who's who's going to make it? Yes, I'll go with the Seahawks because I want to see the I just purely in my heart I want to see the Lions win. <laughs> um I'm no lying, that's just but I do think they can do it because they want to finish strong for the year. They want to go into next year having a bit that one wee bit of better record. And even if it is for pride putting the Packers out, it's much like I said earlier with the uh, Browns and the seat it's a division rival, you'd still like to put them out if possible. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, getting coffee fan news here as well. Um, Liam, you're taking the the lines and uh, Seahawks victory then as well, I take it. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll have some hope. Stick with the Packers. <laughs> I, I, I myself, I'm going to go Seahawks here. I think I think lines, like you said, just got very strong. Um, it's more out of hope than anything else. I'm going for the, the Seahawks to, to sneak it, sneak it then. It'll be terrific to, to watch anyway on Sunday night. We'll move on quickly then, guys. Um, I put it to you, and I totally forgot the fantasy football was over for the season, thankfully. Um, I came bottom in one of our leagues. We don't really count that one. That one does not really, that, that doesn't really take precedence. We'll get two leagues that were, were all in, uh, did quite well in that one, but the other one where I didn't even know the rules that um, rookies could be placed on. Taxi squad. Taxi squad. Oh, yeah. Didn't have to even think it. I've no, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not counting that one. The worst of it though. Excuses, I'm, excuses, eh? Excuses. In the final against somebody who hadn't picked their team for about three months and had just let it ride with two players that were out and on uh, IR and <laughs> I still played two players, they ended up with minus points. <laughs> um and I get absolutely horsed in that game. Uh, so I was hoping big time for 50 points for a single today. Um, but that one get kiboshed as well. Anyway, gentlemen, fantasy pick six teams. I'm just looking for the, who's going to be the actual ballers this week. We don't need to look for our, um, our sleepers this week. Who's, who's going to ball out this weekend? Who's going to stand up tall and make the difference? Uh, Liam, I'll come to you first of all for your quarterback. Yeah, well, I've I've, kind of, I've actually got two. I've kind of copped out a wee bit because and we've kind of touched on it a bit. It's going to be one or other. It's either going to be Rogers or Goff. One mm. or other. We'll ball out, I think. Yeah, get your shoot out between the two of them. Fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 I shoot out, as you say, because the Packers are going to, as we've great, touched on, they're going to have to keep up. So. And a great way to finish the, the season and finish the, the week as well. Um, love it, top running back there, Scud. I'll come to you for that. I'm just, I was trying to look at what games mean something, but I'll go with Sanders against the Giants. I think the Sanders and um, the Giants are going to sit most of their starters. They'd be stupid if they didn't because they can't go up or down in the standings. And mm-hmm. Philly need to win to get guaranteed the first number one seed. So they're going to have a game and I think if we hurt, hopefully Hurts is back. I don't know if he's back or if he's getting rested, but I can see Sanders running the ball through the Giants. I think it'd be a good idea to play Hurts in this one. I think he... Certainly trending as if he's going to be available to play, and I think to get that wee bit of momentum. Uh, Minshew's done well since he's coming in, but the 
They've lost a couple of matches, so I think it'd be good to get that wee bit of momentum going into the postseason and getting a, a win against the, the Giants who have already qualified. Murdoch will be delighted with that. Um, top wide receiver then, Craig, who are you going for? Now, I was between two here, right? But I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. He has had double-digit targets the past two weeks. He's really beginning to click with Brock Purdy. Um, my other one that I was thinking about as well was DJ Moore because, again, it's bizarre to actually talk about you know what could have been if Sam Darnold had been the quarterback for the whole season. But... <laughs> But he's been really, really good. Like the two of them have been absolutely brilliant. So they, they would have been the two. But I think Ayuk, as I say, double digit targets the past couple of weeks. Um 49ers, this is this is them gearing up for their, their big push for the, the, the playoffs. So uh, Ayuk's been absolutely brilliant. So he, he would be my baller wide receiver this week. Fantastic. Look out for that. And Liam, I'll come to you for the deadly three. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on the same team that Craig was, the the 49ers, I think. I picked the 49ers last I week. They're playing the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be terrible. And then Stidham absolutely like, roasted them. I know. Uh, is, that how you, is that how you defeat them? You just go toe to toe. You just ball out, as uh, they say. Uh, you know, they're up against the Cardinals this week. Who, what is it? Is it McSorley that's in that quarterback? I can't keep mm. track of the quarterbacks in uh, the Cardinals. Um, and then I don't know even if Hopkins is going to play this week either. He was out. Oh, no, he's week, out. So, um, Tom Hopkins is ruled out. So they've got nothing to play for. Will they just put some put some reserves in? See see what they've got. See what what they've got for next year. Any sort of yeah, could be interesting. Good check. Good check. Yeah, what are you thinking for top uh, tight end then? Um, just purely the quarterback situation, Mike Gesicki at the Dolphins. He seems to have up taking targets when it's not Tua or Bridgewater at quarterback. But even with Bridgewater, he sees an uptake because they're not going as deep down the field. So they'll rely on him a lot more. So I think he'll be yeah, thinking if they've got any chance. I heard that in one of the other podcasts earlier on today. That, um, yeah, Tua that seems to not favour him very much, but when it comes to Bridgewater and Thompson, um, he certainly can rely on him a wee bit more, but I could say be a, a great shout for fun. Uh, and top kicker then, Craig, finishes off. Right, okay. So, my reason for this is that I was in the fantasy football app and I was looking at this kicker's stats and the difference between when this kicker is outside compared with when he's in the safety of his own nice wee dome in Atlanta, I'm going for Koo because the Falcons are at home, they're in their dome, and say, looking at the stats, looking at his kicking stats, the long field goal attempts that he makes, the extra points that he makes, he's statistically so much better. I mean, unsurprisingly, he's in a dome, there's no wind to contend with, um, but he is he is absolutely so much better in a dome, so yeah, for that reason, I'm going for Koo and the Falcons. Yeah, you're my boy too. I got picked him, I think, one of my first ever fantasy football teams. He ended up being one of the highest scorers that I ever had in the, the season. So, you're uh, you're selling yourself well here, Keith. I'm damn shooting for the Joby Bowl again next season. I'm getting a, a hat trick there. Um, <laughs> we're going to finish off then with uh, I was see amateur. I didn't change the ticker down the bottom there. Ah, there we go. For learning, for learning. <gasps> On to the quiz time now. Um, I'm just going to give you ah. Uh, We'll see, we'll fire through these, right? There we go. Which team, and if you could just say your name, first of all, um, to, to get for me to choose you, which team won the first Super Bowl in 1967? Oh, fuck. I'm going to start with the I was going to ask you who did they play against then? Anyone what happened? Testing my knowledge now. Let me see what I'll say. What I'll say. They play in red. 49ers? Did I say division smudger? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was a stealer, but it's no. Um... This shows how big a Packers fan I am, isn't it? Stubbs <laughs> will be shouting at the, the screen just now. Uh, the, 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 the Chiefs. Is it Kansas City Chiefs? 
1967, um, the Packers won 35-10. Uh, I'll give you a multiple choice for this one then. Where did the game take place? Was it A, New York, B, LA, or C, Chicago? Chicago. I'll go... Ah, yeah. I'll, I'll go, go LA. Chicago as well. Oh. LA, Liam, well done. You get two right in this one. Liam's a, a champion this week. I really think we have to maybe like, chuck the quiz thing so that we can spread the ability right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't the Aragrams this week, Keith. Was it played at the Coliseum? <laughs> Keith, was it, it the Coliseum? LA, 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 Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Cool. Uh, fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I'm, I'm still for time as I put the, the final ticker tape up there. Is a thanks to you for joining us. Um, Craig, this has been great fun. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed it. Good good to do it live, live and with all these like ticker things at the bottom and logos and stuff. Very, very professional, Keith. Round of applause, Again, I think, for uh, your handiwork, mate. We're getting there, we're getting there. Scud, thanks very much for joining us, buddy. Pleasure as always, buddy. Thanks for having us on. Brilliant. The wind can get their uh, headphones back now. Liam, uh, thanks for joining us as well, mate. It's been a thanks pleasure. Uh, indeed, a pleasure as always. Looking forward to some Sunday football, some back and forth between me and you on Sunday. See what oh, happens with the Steve. Absolutely. Go Lions. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to see if there's any more deliveries into this house, by the way. The amount of Seahawks stuff that I've got just because we're going to be doing the, the video stuff. I want to make sure I represent them. So, um, I might have to vent or depot my Packers jumper, so look out for that, guys. <laughs> um, thanks very much for watching, if you have been watching, for um, listening in as well. Please get in touch. We're going to be doing more of these throughout the, the season. It's been quite good, quite enjoyable. How do you feel being uh, on video, guys? I quite good. You need to get you get Lambo in the background there. I can see that as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Crew. We'll be across all social medias if you search for Gridiron Crew. Iron spell I R N and Crew C R U. Be able to get us there. Then Danny will be back next Tuesday. I'll be recording on Monday, actually, on Monday night. Probably putting out live like this. Um, and it will be released late Monday night into Tuesday morning for those that like listening to the podcast. Um, with the review crew, looking back at hopefully another entertaining, exciting and uh, wonderful week 18. Um, thanks very much for listening and watching, and we will speak to you soon. Bye.